We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. Welcome to KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings. And this is a very special, rare occasion. We get to do in person with Brett Coleman today. Brett, what's up, buddy? Chiefs um, Kingdom enemy number one, apparently. <laughs> is that, I, so I, I'm not up to date on all that, but that, is it just because you had the audacity to say that the, the Bengals might beat the Chiefs? So it's funny. I retracted that pick, by the way. As soon as it came out, the Mahomes had no injury designation, but the show already went out. So thanks, Tucker. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good for blaming Tucker on absolutely anything we possibly can. But well, there's, there's plenty to there's plenty to talk about this game because like, look, that was a, that was a great football game. That was just a great football game. It was a really tough, gritty, you know, all out kind of performance that you saw from two football teams. And I mean, I get why you, the Bengals are a tough football team, and they proved that. I mean, that was a that was a that was a. I mean, it's the, the it's, two best teams in the conference. They the deserve two, to be there for it, one. And it's the it's the same game they've played four times in a row. Yeah, I mean, and, and I even said like, if the Chiefs win this game, because I felt like the Bengals were their toughest remaining opponent, right? Even though the Eagles have a more talented roster, the Bengals just with Joe Burrow and with Jamar Chase and T. I mean, God, fourth and six, they throw it up to Jamar and double coverage. <laughs> like, no other team can do that, yeah. right? So I felt like if they beat Cincy especially considering all the injuries they had, mm-hmm. like three receivers are out, you know, you're playing with like almost an entirely rookie secondary, like they were going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was how I felt was this was their last major obstacle. And I still hold to that. And I don't really care that the Eagles are favored. Like I'm, I'm picking KC. Like you would, you would have to give me a unbelievable reason to pick against KC at this point. Yeah, and I, I've rarely picked against them this season, by the way. The only two times I think I picked against them was – ironically against Cincy I'm not doing it again you're such a hater that's what that's my takeaway is you're just god such a hater um (laughs) it's it is you know like I think one of the things you're talking like the mental hurdle for this team too because like that team went and the the Chiefs lost to the Bengals in three really close games in really ugly ways three straight times 
the mental hurdle for the Chiefs getting over that one was kind of big too. Yeah, and I, I think this is not a team that lacked confidence, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's more so every single time they got close to getting over that hurdle before something would go wrong. Yeah. And most of the time that something was Jamar, but they survived, (laughs) right? They survived. Even through all the injuries, they survived. And I think if anything, that's going to slingshot them to be an even better version of themselves. And this is already the best version of the Mahomes offense we've ever seen. Like even without Tyreek, like even with, you know, some of the, I don't want to say rocky starts. Uh, you know, we, we thought Sky Moore was going to be a bigger factor than he has this year, right? They've still been the best offense, in my opinion, ever. I mean, that's, that's you're not far off. There's, they're one of the best ever, for sure. Um, okay, so they, I, one of the things I keep thinking about with this game is just so wild. You mentioned the three receivers. What do you think a call sheet looks like? When you've got three three receivers, one of them's a special teams ace. And honestly, Brett, the only reason that Marcus Kemp was active this week is because the Bengals claim Chris Lamont's off of off of like gen- genuinely like they probably would have gone with Lamont's over like a Marcus Kemp for that game if 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 the, the call sheet is MVS go get open. I, that's like, that's, like, that's literally like, what it is, right? It's crazy, right? Like I just like I can't imagine like what they what they're what they were trying to do, what they're trying to navigate. I mean, it looked like they were going to play a lot of heavy tight ends anyway. They're going to play more tight ends than they typically did, and they kind of leaned on that a little bit. But it kind of feels like that the the game plan was kind of held together by duct tape after all those receivers went out. And you know, in the second half, they were doing some of the drop eight stuff, which gives them trouble but Mahomes was hitting throws against it that he wasn't hitting last year right um and even with not limited mobility because you know he kind of won the game on a scramble right less mobility than we're used to he was still able to buy enough time for guys to find those gaps deep down the field if I recall correctly the last touchdown was against a drop eight I think it was I think it was only a three-man rush if I recall correctly yeah I I can't I know you were not in a (laughs) mental state that could keep track of that but like you know if you look at the metrics like against drop eight like this is the the best they've ever done Mm -hmm. against that even with the receiving injuries and you know what I don't think they're going to see that much of it against Philly anyway because they basically just run Vic Fangio's defense but with a different coordinator Um, now that Vic actually got hired in Miami I don't know how much input he's going to have on the defensive game planning Mm. for KC um if he's not helping with their game plan, obviously that's good for KC. But if he is, and he's not already down in Miami, you know, doing DC stuff there, that's actually kind of an advantage in my opinion. Because then you can kind of just go back to, you know, all of your previous tape against Vic Fangio's defense, which you have a Plenty. lot of. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, a Giro this year in Denver. Like, there is a lot of tape against this style of defense, which Philly runs. Um, so I think that, there, there are resources that we can use, and, and we will, you know, probably next week, um, when, when we, because we're at Shrine right now. When we have time to kind of dive into tendencies, like off the top of my head, Philly plays quarters like thirty percent of the time on early downs, which even by Fangio standards is like insane, right? But the Chiefs can use that to their advantage because if they're going into the game knowing that regardless of, you know, personnel grouping formation, like we're going to see quarters, they can you know, kind of game plan for that in terms of like, okay, what are our runs we like against that? What are our passes we like against? What are our shot plays we like against that? You know, if, if people are healthy, we don't know yet. If people are healthy, like maybe we see like an early pin and post to MVS because there's no, not going to be a post safety. Like there are some advantages to kind of 
knowing the system in Philly, even though they haven't played Philly because of, you know, the, the familiarity with the coaching staff. I think there's going to be some very interesting things when you're talking about looking ahead to the, to the Eagles game where we're talking about, like, personnel stuff. The Chiefs can probably keep some mystery there with a lot of the guys that ended the game. Why, why would you give it away, Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's some comments coming out about LeJarrius Sneed. Uh, Andy, you know, hey, he's, he's done a lot of great stuff for us, and, um, you know, we'll see you know, if he can go great. If not, you know, he, you know he's been a great player. I really for us. hope he can go. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> My God. Sounds like he was – well, and here's an, here's an interesting thing, going back to the Bengals. Sounds like they were going to – he was going to follow Jamar. That was, that was kind of their plan. That's, that's what Andy said in the press conference. They were gonna, he was going to follow Jamar a little bit. So, on one hand, <laughs> here, I, loved, I love Legereus. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody that will get up on the line of scrimmage and box with Jamar, it's mm-hmm. Legereus. It's the part after the boxing. The running the four three part that yeah. I would but for me, put McDuffie on him. Yeah. But hey, luckily they survived it. They don't have to well now they have to deal with AJ Brown, similar kind of problem. Mm-hmm. I would probably put Trent on him, but we'll yeah. we'll see. It's gonna be it's just interesting. Like it's interesting that they were gonna do that. The funny thing is, I actually thought that the young corners did a pretty good job in press this week or this week as, against the as good as you can hope for. Because remember, a lot of the production from Jamar and Higgins, you had that massive jump ball to Higgins where he jumped like ten feet in the air. What are you gonna do against that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the fourth and six bomb to Jamar, but like other than that, they, they were pretty okay. Yeah, I mean they did they did a good job disrupting at the line of scrimmage. They were physical there. I mean, and like obviously, I think you know. The Bengals are going to get theirs from time to time. Those are two elite receivers. Those are two of the best receivers in football, you know, uh, winning at the catch point. And for those two rooks, a couple couple moments where they weren't really great about turning their head, but I think about the, some situational football stuff. I look at, you know, right at, at the end of the half, or right in the end of the first half, you got 12 seconds left. The ball's at the five-yard line. You've got, um, you know, you've got a couple shots to throw a fade. And so – they challenge. Throw the fade. They throw the well. They throw. They throw a fade to T. Higgins. Jalen Watson makes an outstanding play. You know, winning at the catch point. And then the next play, they. I think they was. I'm pretty sure it was Higgins on the other side of the field. They had Josh Williams on him, and he just blanketed him in coverage. They tried to throw an out route. The two rookie corners playing physical, playing with you know their length and physicality. Like I, that. That's something you, you look and see. Hey, they did a decent job with those. You know, against against T. and against Jamar Chase. They're going to have to do the same thing against uh, against AJ Brown, and AJ. It's it's a little bit of a different problem because AJ's stronger than Jamar. It doesn't have the same top end speed, but pressing AJ is a whole different animal because he is just so unbelievably physical. Right? Mm-hmm. They do. They win on the same routes, but they win a different way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm kind of advocating for Trent because I, I don't necessarily want Trent to press him. Mm. I want Trent to mirror him, and I think that I like Trent that. can get up there. And we saw that vert on that last throw that he disrupted to T, right? That was a, a huge play. So much for that arm length. <laughs> exactly. And with the arm length, he has a Well, I mean, I when you know, jump yeah. like 38 inches or whatever, like, you know, you can kind of make up for that. Yeah. But I think McDuffie, in terms of playing the ball at the high point mm-hmm. with his, you know, verticality as a corner, even go back to back to his time at UW, like he was always really good at that. So I, I he's the guy that I'm tabbing to go against AJ, not necessarily from a Kenny Presson perspective, more so can he play the ball at the catch point? Mm-hmm. No, and it sounds like that was one of the points of emphasis for Steve Spagnuolo this week when he's talking about what the Bengals specifically is playing at the catch point, and that's something that they, they tried to you know to get better at with this young group, this young secondary. They got thrown into the fire. I mean, the Chiefs had 
at one point, Brett, the Chiefs had six rookies on the field in in some of their personnel groupings, and they only allowed twenty points. They only allowed twenty points against the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's just and it's nuts. And you you look at the productivity of this rookie class. George Kaloftis gets a sack. Trent McDuffie has some big plays. The only plays, the only negative plays on Trent McDuffie's um, ledger this week were really plays he slipped on. I think there was one the the out route um, on on that long drive to I think he he tried to carry number two or something like that. But yeah. but outside of that, it's like that he played played well. Brian Cook had the pass breakup that jo- J- uh, Joshua Williams wound up intercepting. Joshua Williams had a good day. Jalen Watson another. Way, that, not to give too much credit to the Bengals, but that tackle by T Higgins on that was like that was nuts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was where I was actually a little bit worried. That was because <laughs> that saved forty yards of field position. Probably, like seriously. I mean, I don't know how long he would have been running, but he 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 had some green to run. In. But it's just I think that experience for that young defense, like you see Spags continue to build, you see Spags continue to you know kind of grow with this group and it does feel like even with a young secondary even with a young team that had a lot you know had a lot of um you know adversity strike early in the game for them defensively I mean they were Spags was in his bag and he was able to run a lot of different stuff and kind of you know do it with a young group what I found interesting was when they absolutely needed it most we're putting Chris Jones out on Mm. the edge and say go win Mm -hmm. and he did obviously because he's Chris Jones what I'm fascinated to see is, do they do that again against an injured Lane Johnson, who at this point I don't think is going to get any healthier the rest of the year. No. Um, I think he tore his, did, he say, did I see he tore his groin again? I mean, he's playing through it. Yeah. I mean, he's still Lane Johnson, right? Yeah. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but so is Chris. Yeah. And it's one thing if you're Lane to anchor against, say, Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm. It's another thing to anchor against Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I would be so fascinated to see early on in the Super Bowl if we get a couple reps from Chris out there just to see what lane can take. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of intentionality through the chest, specifically this week. It felt like against this Bengals offensive line, well, they were they were pissed. Oh my god, <laughs> they were gosh. so mad. It was great. It the was whole, the whole Burrowhead stuff and the Cincy Mayor stuff and the Eli Apple stuff, like. They were they were exercising some demons they, out there. Absolutely, and I, I think they were going to regardless because like this team has just like been a thorn in their side. But yeah, like I think all that additional motivation, like for sure, added some levels to this. But that pass rush, I mean, I, Chris Jones, like that's the like of, of that version of Chris Jones. I don't know if like I don't know if we need to rename Arizona's, uh, you know, rename the Cardinal Stadium Burrowhead uh, something. Whatever works, because that version of Chris Jones getting him on that field is an absolute. He's I think had a career that might be year. the best game he's ever played, to be yeah. honest. And that's Chris Jones. Yeah, and that's the best game he's ever played. I genuinely think that. Like, I, I'm I'm lockstep with you. Like, that is just that a man plays against the Raiders twice a year, and that's the best game he's ever played. Yeah, he just put together just an unbelievable performance. Where I and I think this has kind of like been the build up. This has kind of been a career year and like a. Uh, a do or not a do or die year for the Chiefs, but there's decisions to make about him and his contract after this I'll season. Pay him. I don't. Uh, get, they're gonna pay him. Who cares? They're gonna pay. It's him. Chris Jones. Exactly. They're gonna pay him. He could walk in there and ask for thirty million a year. I would say yes. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. 
The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Chiefs and Eagles, the Andy Reid, Kelsey Brothers Bowl, this is going to to be amazing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Well, he might. <laughs> he, he will, but he's earned it. He might have. He's earned it. He might do, you think, do you think they're going to the Super Bowl three times in five years without Chris Jones? No. Exactly. I don't. I don't. Do you think the Hunt family is going to care about $30 million compared to going to Super Bowls? We'll f- Probably not. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, that's going to be – but I think he set himself up, and I think the whole, the whole thing is next year was kind of a big year in making a decision on how this is going to work with Chris Jones. His salary cap hit is $30 million next year. About Guess what? You know, it's going to get converted. And it's going to go up a We're going to free up $20 million Yeah, because that's how the cap works mm-hmm. is you, you get a, a $30 million – base salary hit and then it's like let's pay let's pay that and then we spread it out over the next what, four years or something like that he retires a chief he goes to the hall of fame in the first ballot i think that's i think that's the direction that's, we're trending after that's what, what we're, we're doing here that's I what think, we're doing here any other option to me just doesn't make sense i think that's i i think before the season there probably was a little bit of doubt and i think he shut that doubt out in every way imaginable and he it's not the end cap because there's one more game left but that was like I think that game we just saw was a defining moment for Chris Jones' legacy, where oh yeah, you know he's oh, yeah. had he's had some big games and he's had some big plays and he hadn't had a sack, a, a statistical 
He hasn't had a stat, you know, the, he hasn't had the stat to back up the disruption. playoff games. It's wild. But also, it, it is kind of a testament of, like, that man's been getting the protection slid his way for 14 oh, yeah. playoff games. Oh, yeah. No, for, no doubt about <laughs> and it. And then he finally gets out on the edge one-on-one. It's like, oh, thank God I have space. Well, and he's still disrupted games. And we've, I think that's the thing. Like, that's the, why I really wanted him to make sure that he was going to get a, a sack at some point, just to shut this stupid narrative up. Because he's made big impacts on games in the playoffs. Like, they don't win the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Without what he does in the fourth quarter, he took that game over, and you see today. I mean, or you see Sunday. He, I mean, he took that game over in a in the most dominant way that we've seen. And I, they tried to slide some protection to him still, and it still didn't matter. And there was one on ones that the, the the thing that's really encouraging for me looking forward is, yeah, they they still you know they they would double double team Chris Jones. The rest of that defensive line stood up in a big way. Mike Dana possibly had the best game of his life, too. It wasn't Out just of Chris nowhere. Judd, right? <laughs> Out of nowhere. But it was great. It was great. He, I mean, just rushing from the inside and, and disrupting. And George Koloftis gets a sack. Frank Clark gets a sack and a half. Dana drew that big hold on third and 10 drew, that I mean, yep. probably changed the game completely because I think they punted on that drive, right? Uh, yes. And then, and then, um, I mean, Mike Dana was the one that actually got home first on the first possession of the game for the Bengals. The Bengals are really good playing from the front. Like, that's one of the things that the Bengals are so tough is they like to play with a lead, and I think they'd won some ridiculous amount of games in a row with when they score first. And the Chiefs got him off the field quickly, put points on the board, and that was the rest of that. But, like, Mike Dana was the one that, that first stop, that huge stop, he actually was the one that got the, 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 the near sack. Joe Burrow does what he does, gets out of it somehow the same way he got out of it somehow. Was so- that the one where he shook Bolton into Narnia? Uh, no, that wasn't <laughs> this one. But, but this one, Mike Dana, he gets out of that, but then Chris Jones gets, that's the one he gets his sack too. So, like, Mike Dana played out of his mind. That whole defensive front, I think, played out of their mind. Yeah, it was, and this is saying a lot, uh, the best Chiefs defensive performance I've seen in two years. Oh, I agree. Like, all things considered, right? It, I, and, and I think carrying that momentum with Spags into the Super Bowl, in the stadium, by the way, fun fact, where he was the Giants' uh, D.C. when they beat Tom Brady, because uh, that was the first Super Bowl that was in Arizona. Spags was the D.C. I'm actually working on a project um, on that game for the NFL right now. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be down in the Super Bowl filming at the stadium for that, and it's about Spags' Super Bowl game plan in that game. Mm. So uh, I, I was able to, you know, work some relationships and get a, a, a sort of comparable playbook that I'm going to be studying my ass off so that when I come back and talk about what they're going to do in this game, uh, I'll have a little bit more knowledge on it. That's going to be fun to watch. And that's, I mean, and, and they, the, what Steve Spagnuolo is able to do in big games. Oh, he's a magician. <laughs> He's the best, like, it, there's a lot of great defensive coordinators, Wade Phillips, Vic Fangio. If I have one game that I got to win, give me Spags. Mm. Well, he, you, he, he, look at his history yeah. in big games. He always comes through. He's found, I mean, he found a way. And I, I think he had Joe Burrow in a blender yesterday. Like, I genuinely, like, he, there was some big, that, and I think, like, honestly, I think the default for Cincinnati last, last, you know, last night was let's, let's keep some guys in protection and just let our dudes be dudes. They did not trust Adenogy and Carmen at all, and for good no. reason, but they did not trust them. They shouldn't. The one time they didn't give Adenogy chip help, Chris Jones won the game, mm-hmm. basically. Well, and, and even, like, Max Sharping. Like, he, they, I don't think they're, <laughs> 
he I don't I don't know how much they actually trust him either. If I'm being neither honest. did the Texans. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> it's not a, a new thing. There's here. a reason he's a Bengal. But yeah, I think like I think the, the, the Bengals game plan really didn't have. I mean, like the Bengals game plan. I think that in the biggest chunk plays, a lot of them was just like, hey, we're just gonna keep protection in, and we're gonna see what happens. On I mean, we talk about the fourth and six. That's a three man route. And Jamar go win. Jamar go win. That, that's literally what it is. That's what it was. What I was kind of surprised by is you look at the run pass splits in the first half. I think Burrow had 11 passes and there was like three runs from Mixon. In the show that we did last week, time is a weird thing right now for us. Um, <laughs> you know, one of my main concerns slash predictions that Willie Gay got on my ass about on Instagram. I, I, no. I, I didn't he? tell you he DM'd me, did he? <laughs> no. Yeah, he hunted down my Instagram. <laughs> DM me about it. Um, but I was bringing up some stats that were especially relevant from the last meeting where, you know, they average six yards of carry in inside zone and 6.4 on duo, and they just ran it down their throat with some IJP Ryan. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bengals did against the Bills was just inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. And I was like, look, inside zone and duo has been a problem for the Chiefs all year. They allowed like five and a half carries or something like that. I was worried that that's what this game was going to turn into and that the whole – you know, talk about Mahomes' ankle and how are they going to handle Jamar and all that, that it was going to be worthless because it was just going to be we're running 35 times. And then the Bengals came out and it was like a 3-11 to 11 run pass split in the first half. And I was like, if they're going to do that, they stand no chance. Their only way to win this game is to run the ball, and they didn't. I wonder if like, game script kind of changes a little bit for them. Like they, I think they flipped a little bit too early because I mean, they had two really early possessions. Like 13-3? to three? Like, I know, but I know. just like – but the thing is, I think the thing is – a three and out to start the game. So they got spooked. You know, they, they got spooked. And I think they had a, a, a second three and out to start the game as well. So, like, the, the Bengals had zero yards in the first quarter. What I want to bet, I mean, I wasn't in Arrowhead, obviously, I was here, but you get a three and out. I'm sure Arrowhead was just deafening. And they're like, we need a dagger or something to like mm-hmm. quiet them I down. And then they just didn't get it. Yeah. You know, until it's too late. Yeah. Zero. I mean, the, the Chiefs held the Bengals to zero yards in the first quarter, which is just an absurd stat for, to, for you. If you, you know, this defense, again, like we're talking about, they stepped up in just a massive, massive way. Before we get out of here, real quick, Patrick LeVon Mahomes on one leg. Still a top three quarterback, and he ain't three. <laughs> I mean, he is, he's only started five years now. Yeah. He is already one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time in five years. Mm -hmm. The list is Tom at one, and then in whatever order you want, Peyton, Dan Marino, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. I think so. I think you're right. He's already there. I'll start fighting. I'll start fighting some people. I'll start puffing my chest about his, his, his rankings soon enough because, I mean. If he wins a Super Bowl this year. Mm Mm-hmm. He, we're well on our way to catching Tom at this point. I don't, and I'll, I'll, this is going to be my take. I don't think he needs to catch Tom in rings to be considered the goat at some point in his life. I think if we, when I say we, I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but I'm saying we. You're honest. You're a case. Uh, but I, I've, done, I've covered the Chiefs more than any other team this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm a closet Chiefs fan. Let's call it that. There you go. Um, I'll take it. I think if, if, if the Chiefs get to as many straight AFC championship games, as the Tom Brady Patriots did, which at this point they're already halfway there, right? Mm-hmm. They've literally never missed with Patrick Mahomes. If they get that and then exceed it, which again, I'm not ruling that out, there's an argument. Yeah, I think that's fair. We're gonna- and the AFC is harder now, by the way, than it was back then. Well, and I know we're, we've spent a lot of time talking about Spag's defense, but it's not exactly 
a Bill Belichick defense that that Patrick Mahomes is getting to play with, you know. So yeah, there's there's that too. That's Brett Coleman. This is KCSN Update. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.